Welcome back. We are glad you have chosen to join us as Pastor Tim continues his message entitled, The Sanctified Vessel, from 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 20-22. through 22. God uses clean vessels. We don't try and live righteous lives to earn salvation. We try to live a good, holy, clean life because that's the person God likes to use. And here's some really good news. You can be that person if you want to be. Here's Pastor Tim. Look at how he describes it. First of all, sanctified. Sanctified means to be set apart. We were just singing about the holiness of God. The word sanctification, the word holiness, both come from the same exact word, which means to be set apart. It means to be set apart from my sin. It means to be set apart to the Lord. It's exclusively being used for Him. That's how I'm to be. I'm to be set apart from my sinfulness. I'm to be given myself completely, wholly, and exclusively to the use of God and for Him alone. So he says, this clean vessel is a vessel for honor. This, this vessel for honor is one that is sanctified, it's set apart. And he says, it is useful for the master. Not useful for the culture, not useful for the world, not even useful for the church. Because you can feel used, can't you? We want to be used by him. That's one thing. Be used by somebody else is something different, isn't it? To be useful for the master. And then look at this. Purity and cleanliness is the main thing because once I'm clean, once I'm now presenting myself as a vessel for honor to be sanctified and useful for the master, look at what he says. He is prepared for every good work. It's not spiritual gifts that prepare you for every good work. It's not just calling that prepares you for every good work. It's not study. It's not seminary. It's not any of those things. What is it? It is purity. Purity prepares you for every good work that God would have you to do. Does that mean then that a person who is impure... That any results that he might have in ministry is negated? No. When we were in Griffin, a pastor that I followed was a pastor who at one point in his life had been an honorable vessel. And he completely dishonored himself and his family and his church it was no longer useful for the master or useful for anything else. He was still well-liked, and so somebody asked if I would invite him back to speak. No, no, no. Why? Because he's not clean. Why would I want to share this place with an unclean vessel, with one who brings impurity to it. No. To which I was challenged, then are you saying that every person that he ever led to Jesus is really not a Christian? <laughs> no. 
Because it's between that person and the Lord, right? His job's just to help them get there. Paul said, man, if, if people preach the gospel for the wrong reasons, at least the gospel's being presented. So yeah, it doesn't negate anything that they might do in another person's life. But it surely will negate their reward and their genuine usefulness. There are two great responsibilities in this next verse that you yourself are responsible for. Nobody can do this for you. There are people that can help you. There are people that can encourage you. There are people that can, can kind of help, help exhort you along the way. But when it comes down to it, these are your responsibilities. There are two of them. Number one, you're responsible for what you run away from. You're responsible for what you run away from. Notice how he begins verse number 22. Flee also youthful lusts. We see that word lust and suddenly we only think of sexual things in nature, don't we? Lust just simply means desire. It means inappropriate, misplaced desires. Are those sexual? Oftentimes, yes. But is it limited to that? No. He says these are youthful lusts. What do youth want? Youth want to be recognized. Youth want to be popular. They want to be liked. Youth want money. Youth want money without working for money. Youth want a number of things, but most often they're characterized by my physical bodily, temporal, soulish self. So Paul says, flee that. Run away from it. Don't, don't show how strong you are. No, no, don't show, don't try to show how spiritual you are that you can, that you can hang out in those kind of places and not be tainted. It's not a, it's not a good show, is it? You know, you ever go to a restaurant and the waitress comes over, welcome, I'm your, I'm your waitress today, and what can I get for you? And so you get, this, you get this long list. I mean, if it's me, this is what I want, but this is all the stuff that comes with it that I don't want, right? And so they don't write anything down, right? You had that waitress? She didn't write anything down, she's just listening. She listens to you and the 10 other people that are with you in your party, and she goes away and you just go, I got no hope. <laughs> I got none. And, and generally, the thing that I say along that is, I'm not impressed by that. I mean, congratulations, you have a much better memory than I have. That's great. But I'm not impressed by I'm impressed when my order is correct, right? Listen, you don't have to prove anything. Who are you proving it to? Do your neighbors? To church family, you've proven to them how much better you are? What spiritual value is that? Are you, are you proving something to the Lord? No, He already knows. You don't have to prove anything. Just flee. 
Just flee. Back up a verse from where we began. When we finished last time, we looked at these two quotes that are at the end of verse number 19. Let's go back and look at the second one. So it's the way verse number 19 finishes. He says this, and, here's the quote, let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. That's God's will for your life. Flee. Flee sexual immorality, flee youthful lust, flee and depart from any form of iniquity. You're responsible for that. You say, well, I can't help it. I mean, I can't help it when, uh, you know, when, when sin just presents itself in a temptation. No, you can't help that, but you can help where you are. You know? There's a reason I don't go to bars. There's a reason I don't go to strip club. There's a reason I don't find myself in places where, where iniquity would abound. You know, I don't, I don't have to worry about being tempted by any of those things because I don't put myself there. Flee. Run away from it. That's what you're responsible for in purity. There's a second area, though. You're not only responsible for what you run away from, you're responsible for what you run after. You're responsible for what you run after. You get this? You're running. (laughs) One way or the other, you're running. Life is like that, isn't it? I mean, you're on the run, especially these days, constantly. But what are you running from and what are you running after? What you're running after in this Christian life for the honorable vessel are four specific qualities. Look at what he says as he completes verse number 22. After he says to flee, then he says, but... So there's something else. There's something on the other side of this coin. But pursue, chase, run it down. Don't stop until you catch it. Pursue it. Hunt it. As diligent as a hunter is. You know, I'm not going to be a good hunter. Because I'm not getting up early in the morning. I'm not sitting out in the cold. You know, I just... I just want to shoot things. <laughs> That's not a good hunter. I'm not in pursuit. I'm not in pursuit. I'm just out there for a little recreation. He says, for us, this is not a game. He says, pursue what? Righteousness. It's a long word that simply means to do the right thing. Pursue and chase after what is the right thing. Listen, you may still get in trouble. You may still find yourself in, in, in a terrible circumstance. But it is never wrong to do right. Never. I mean, you find yourself in trouble because we live in an upside-down world. But you never do wrong by doing right. God is a God of righteousness and of justice. And you need to follow suit. Pursue righteousness. Secondly, pursue faith. You say, well, what is that to pursue? I mean, I already believe. Isn't that enough? I mean, I just believe. Faith is more than belief, isn't it? 
Faith is trust. The more that you learn about Him, the deeper your faith grows. Remember Ezekiel's vision? He said, suddenly, I saw this. I, I began to, to walk out into the water, and there was an, there, there was an angel that had this measuring stick, and, and so I walked out into the water, and, and I was ankle deep. And I walked out a little bit further, and the, and the water came up to my knees, and then the water came up to my hips, and then the water came up to my shoulders, and suddenly I'm in over my head. What's he talking about in that passage? He's talking about faith. Your faith is to grow. You know, they're like 30-something Uh, descriptions of faith, everything from no faith and dead faith all the way up to great faith and strong faith. Isn't that what you want? Don't you want your faith to be strong? Then pursue it. In your pursuit, you're pursuing Him. Number three, pursue love. Pursue love. You are a channel for the love of God. But there's some folks you just got to work at it harder than other folks. Right? You do. You've got to pursue that. Intentionally try to love them with the love that God has for you. And then fourthly, he says to pursue peace. To pursue peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Pursue peace with them. That's your brothers and your sisters. Those are those who are growing right alongside of you. Those are more honorable vessels. In that china cabinet, you don't usually have just one plate, one cup, one fork, spoon, and knife, do you? you got a whole set. One helps the other. It looks good to have a china cabinet that's full. Full of honorable, sanctified, clean vessels. Ready to be used of the Lord. That's who we need to be as a church. Let's pray. Where are you? Where are you in this? you're born again, He desires that you be honorable, that you be used by Him for His service. Are you willing to be used? Do you want to be used? Are you content to be right where you are until He calls on you for some other specific use? He is the master. We are the vessel. Father, use us as you will. Use us for your glory. We just pray that you'd use us. Bring revival to your church. Bring spiritual awakening to our neighborhood. We pray that you'd use our people right here. Clean, purified and holy to bring them to you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Stand with me where you are. Maybe there's something that you need to get straight with the Lord right here in the altar. Maybe I can help you, Sage can help you. We want to, okay?
Whatever you need to do tonight, let's take care of that. This year at Britt David, we would like to challenge you to share the love of Christ with those you come into contact with each day. Remember, he who wins souls is wise. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is churchoffice at brittdavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Britt David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Britt David Podcast.